My name's Danielle Tucker. I am a singer. I'm a vocal coach. I'm a singer with the Mighty Untouchables band. And I wear a lot of hats these days, as does my guest that's joining me tonight. <laughs> and I want to introduce her right away. She and I go way back. We were, we graduated in the same class, same school that was at Rancho Bernay. And this is Drea Jernay. And I'm so excited to have you here tonight. Aw, thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Super fun. It's great to see your face. Tell me what you've been doing since all of this madness set in. I know, right? Um, gosh, so, so much. Well, in the beginning, not so much. <laughs> but now right. it's definitely lots to juggle. But, um, oh gosh, right now I am like full on teaching. So I have two children. I have a 12-year-old daughter. She's in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. And then I have a seven-year-old son who's in the second grade. So I am homeschooling my seven-year-old. And that is extremely challenging and <laughs> time-consuming and um, all of my energy-consuming. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it's it's a lot to say the mm -hmm. least. But it's it's definitely like taking a toll as far as trying my patience and my sanity yeah. is concerned. I'm a thousand percent right there with you. And <laughs> I have a six and eight year old first and second grade full-time homeschooling right now. And I have the huge, huge blessing of having my neighbor who is a retired school teacher oh, who's helping. So lucky. she and I are kind of like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> We're going back and forth, but even still it's a full-time job every it single is. day. Yeah. And it is, I, it blows my mind to think of, um, you know, what parents are doing that have to work away from the house and like how they're handling it. And it makes me think, well, maybe they're not handling it. And if you're not handling it, that's okay. I get it. Yeah, no, it's, I want to say like, so in the beginning of COVID, like when they shut everything down, I want to say mid, mid in March. Um, so the kids school year was kind of like two thirds through yeah. Um, and they switched everything to distance learning as much as they could during that time frame. And it wasn't really like crucial. Like they were just like, Oh, we just want you guys to participate. So get online. They sent home some like worksheets and things like that. So it wasn't really like, you know, they said that they weren't going to fail anyone because of the situation, you know, like mm -hmm. it was so unexpected and they didn't really have time to put together really significant lesson plans as a district for each and every grade for each and every class. Um, so they were very um, gracious as yeah. to the grading and, you know, everything. So they just kind of did it as a pass or fail. Um, but again, they said they weren't going to fail anyone. So there wasn't that much pressure on us as parents, well, at least on me to, you know, to really stay on the kids, keep them on a regimen, keep them on a schedule, even though I did try in the beginning you know, okay, we're still waking up as if we're going to school because I don't want you guys to get out of the routine. But um, I was definitely a lot more lenient during that time frame. And then it rolled into spring break. And then like a month later, we were in summer. So mm -hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal. But now it's like, it's the fall, you're in a new grade and it's go time. So everything counts. Like your, your future depends on me <laughs> in more ways than one, your education future. So <laughs> Yeah, just a little more, a little more pressure right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
all I can do is send my mom vibes to you as well. Yeah, and likewise, I likewise. I did, I mean, full full disclosure, I did stop popping the white claws. You know, I was mixing a little bit of white claw with orange juice and just saying, <laughs> you know, in the beginning of COVID, you know, I would I would have like maybe a little bit of the, the white claw with some orange juice and just to get me through. <laughs> you have just given me a very dangerous idea. You oh told my the gosh, wrong person this. Do it. I mean, the tangerine white claw with a little splash of orange juice and just saying it's really good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I really could have used that today because <laughs> this so true hot. story, I, we woke up, we kind of had our routine going. Everybody was getting ready. I was fine. No stress or anything this morning. Mm -hmm. First class was an art class, Zoom art class. And um, I go to log on 10 minutes early. Nothing went right. Couldn't couldn't find the link. Of course. Didn't know what teacher sent the link. Uh, sure. Couldn't log into their Gmail, all the things. Um, I lost it. I totally lost it. I cried. My child, my poor child. And I just told her after everything had kind of settled down, I'm like, Ashley, I'm, I want you to know that I really am okay. And sometimes you Mommy. just kind of have to let it out. Oh, at least you were the one gosh. crying and not her. And like at my house, That's my true. son's always the one crying over here because he says I'm the, I'm the worst teacher in the world. He says, like, well, oh my gosh. That's fine. You're stuck with me, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. To all the moms out there, shout out to all the yes. moms out there. You're Sending doing those fine. Vibes. Yes, you're <laughs> doing fine. Oh my gosh. Well, I want to jump into singing career. So we'll back way up. Um, you and I met in high school and yes. you were a, a singer then. Yes. And, um, you were, uh, I mean, you, you were really actively singing, but take me back even further and just kind of give me a little, um, a little walk through what your journey has been as a singer. Um, so you're right in high school, I was actually, um, actively performing and singing even then, but, um, and that my senior year is actually when I started my professional career, but my, before then I was raised in the church. So I'm the son of a preacher, son, <laughs> the daughter <laughs> of a preacher man. <laughs> this is me quoting lyrics. Anyway, yes. Daughter of a preacher man. And so I'm preacher's kid. So I grew up in the church singing in the church. And, um, I want to say my first solo, I mean, everybody always says, oh, I was little, but I actually was, we have it on video. Yeah. I was three years old when I did my first solo in, in church. And, um, and it just, I continued to sing from there and, mm -hmm. um, every little school talent show, graduation, whatever I always performed at. I wanted to sing. I wanted, I just loved it. I made up songs. I wrote songs growing up. Um, and then it just carried on through middle school. And then I was in choir in middle school, did some of the musicals, musical theater. Um, and then again in high school, I wasn't, I didn't really get along with the choir director in high school. I don't know if you got along with her, but I did not. <laughs> um, but so I decided that was just not the avenue I wanted to continue in. And then, but still did musical theater, still pursued music. Um, all the way into college. And then I didn't study music in school. I took a couple music theory classes, but it was not my major. But um, yeah, I just started singing professionally 
at from 17 on and yeah. joined my first band at 19. So. What was the band? Rockola. Yes. <laughs> um, that's a pretty good first job, I'd say. Yeah. I was very <laughs> blessed. So um, quick story. Uh, shout out to Doug Booth. Um, he was my customer. I think it was 18, actually. Gosh, yeah. Or just turned 18, not 18 yet. I don't know. He always claims that he was like, you know, he had to get permission from my parents. <laughs> so we were, I was working at Starbucks my senior year of high school. And, um, and we, and to avoid talking to customers, I would sing at the bar because in the old, in the old days, kids at Starbucks, we actually had to make the drinks. So, you know, you didn't just press a button and the espresso would come out. We actually had to like pump it, tap it, press uh -huh. it, you know, whatever. And so, um, I would do that specifically and not talk to anybody and just work at the bar. So I would have to deal with all the customer service and the complaints and it's too hot. I want it extra hot. One sweet low, whatever. So I would sing behind the bar to mm -hmm. avoid having to talk to anybody. And Doug was a regular customer at this particular Starbucks and he would come and he would hear me singing. And one day he's like, Hey, you got, you got, you kind of got a nice voice. So you ever thought about making money off of that thing? And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> and so he's like, I got this band. You were looking for a female singer. You want to come and audition? And I said, sure. So the rest is history. I started singing with Rockola as um, their lead female backup background vocalist and got to travel all over with them mm -hmm. and make some great relationships that I still cherish to this day. It was a great first band to be a part of. I'm very honored and blessed to say that I was a very small, small piece <laughs> part in that band, but very lots and lots and lots of talent, good quality, amazing musicianship in that group. So I had a really good foundation um, coming into this industry. So, and I have all those guys to thank for it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> especially <great> Doug Booth <laughs> and Larry Grano. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Larry. <laughs> um, what did when you got going in that? a working singer situation what what were your plans as far as where did you want to take singing were you thinking of becoming a recording artist and kind of going down that track or or were you just happy um going down the working singer path you know what um honestly i had a recording contract in high school mm. and um with warner brothers and so when coming out of high school, I had that, that recording contract and they were trying to kind of fit me into a market because I didn't quite, my voice didn't fit um, the same genre as, because remember I'm the same age, I'm giving myself away right now. <laughs> I came out around the same time as Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, mm -hmm. Christina Aguilera. It was all that very heavy pop. They mm -hmm. all coming off of the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, and I, my voice was a lot more, a lot, um, I don't want to say mature sounding, but I had a definitely a more, an older, I had a more of an older feel to my voice and my style of music. And I loved jazz and that was my influence. And so I didn't really fit in that genre of pop. Mm -hmm. And so when I got approached by Warner Brothers, they wanted to put me in more of an adult contemporary um type of music, but I wasn't feeling it because I was like, no, I'm 18. I want to, yeah. I want to be with the cool kids. Yeah. I want to be with the cool kids. And so my parents, 
um, my dad especially was very protective and he was not feeling one of the producers and managers um, that worked there. And so he decided to be decided to decline the deal that they offered. And so I ended up not record, not making a record with them. And, you know, being 18 at a high school and call, you know, freshman college, you're, I'm like, my whole world is over. You've ruined my life. So dramatic, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll never be able to sing again. Um, and so when I got this opportunity to do, um, to start working in cover bands, I was super excited, but always my ultimate goal was to be a recorded artist, to get that contract and pursue a solo career in that avenue. But because I was told that, oh, your voice is, you know, you belong here. Mm-hmm. I never really felt like I could cross over and be where my heart was, you know, in a more, just a different, a different genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of pigeonholed held me, you know, mm-hmm. it was my own doing by allowing outside voices to, you know, influence me that way, instead of listening to my own, listening to my gut and going with what I wanted to do. I always kind of just tried to stay in that mold that they had already prefabricated for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you're at where you're at, looking back at that experience, um, do you have any regrets or are you kind of happy with the way things went? Do you think you dodged a bullet or what do you think? I mean, I really think my, my dad has had great intuition as far as, you know, the, the, the motives behind mm-hmm. the gentleman that was um, trying to, you know, get, get going, get me going in that industry. Um, so I trust his judgment call on that. I trust his decision. Definitely. Um However, I do wish I would have been a little more confident in myself, um, you know, in trusting my voice and trusting my, my gift and my, my art mm-hmm. to pursue it in the way I wanted to do it. Um, I am very grateful and thankful, though, that I did was able to make and still am a successful career being, as you know, a singer and um, several different cover bands. And I've made a, a pretty good living for myself. Um, I do it full time. So it's, um, it's been fairly lucrative for that. Um, as far as me, though, being able to be more creative, because I'm so focused on getting it like the record or learning new material for a show and whatever, you know, it doesn't really give me a, a lot of time creatively to write and record my own original music. Um, and that's always been a dream of mine, because yeah. I do write, I just haven't had the time to do, put it down on paper or put it down on an album. Yeah. <laughs> so. I can totally relate to that a hundred percent. And I think a lot about the fact that the generation that we're coming from and, and during those high school years was really that pivotal time in the music industry because the Napster thing was happening. The music, I mean, the, the industry was like radically shifting from one model to another. And so yeah you know, you're going from just the traditional, like everybody wants a big label, um, recording contract. That Mm -hmm. is the way that's the only way to do it. And I mean, indie artists were really not, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but it wasn't the path most wanted to pursue. Well, Um, not and be successful. Yeah. 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 But now, um, a handful of years later, um, one handful handful. (laughs) of years later, um, here we are this new um, era of music where 
really the playing field is so leveled and everybody has access to um the tools you know and yes. and i i think that um there's so many factors that maybe don't matter as much anymore you know right. um back then i mean i i worked for um an entertainment attorney um and I remember sitting in their office one day and they were, they were discussing an artist and talked about how like, well, she's 26. So it's a little late in the game. And I, right? say, oh my gosh, <laughs> you know? like, I'm old at 26, but yeah, that's just not the case though anymore. So it's kind I of, I mean, I feel like it is and it isn't, it is yeah. and it isn't, it's definitely still a very image um, driven industry. Yeah. I think, I don't think a lot of people are honest with how old they are these days. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, I don't think they ever have been honest. <laughs> um, but I will say certain genres of music are a lot more forgiving than others Yeah, when it comes to age. Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, if you're, if you're trying to be a pop artist, you need to, you need to hit that ground running at like 16, 17, mm -hmm. and you have a shelf life of maybe 10 years. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you know, at like 27, 28, you know what I mean? If you're still singing about, you know, certain subject matters, it's like, really, though, like, you're about to be 30, like, really, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I mean, I feel like certain genres are a lot more forgiving, like, I feel like maybe like country music, um, jazz, mm -hmm. um, even gospel or Christian contemporary music, you have a little bit more room mm -hmm. time frame wise, age wise to pursue that as a career. But if you're trying to do the pop or like the indie, I feel like you need to be a little bit and pursue it as a career, like right. hardcore, like going on tour, shooting videos, being like, you know, like I feel like a younger, yeah. a younger person is going to, no doubt about it. There are so many advantages. I mean, if, if you are real young, get, you know, get yeah. going on that as soon as you can. Right. But I think, I just think in, in, you know, with, with what's available online too, like, like we were talking about just uh, style and your, yeah. your particular sound, I think there's so much more space available for right. that your is very unique sound quality artistry and everything. There's a lot more interest in other than kind of trying to fit the mold as much, you know? Very true. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how, tell me about some of the bands that you have been singing with, um, in the past couple of years. So the past couple of years, um, I've been singing, um, primarily with just maybe like two or three, um, kicks band, um, Gary Hurston owns that one. And he, we've been working, pretty consistently for the past few years um, together. And it's, it's a great group. Um, I love my um, front line that I get to work with. Shout out to Spencer Tracton and Kate Emmeline. <laughs> um, but I um, love Gary, um, Stefan, you know, just all the guys. It's just, they're, they're just a great group of guys to work with. Mm -hmm. I, um, so that's one of them kicks and um, Gary's just so good at like, kind of keeping everybody together, making sure we're working consistently and everything. So that's, that really is helpful. Um, and then another band I work with quite often is the Lucky Devils Band, which is kind of like a, it's not your typical cover band. It's more of like a, um, 
a bunch of freelance musicians are able to get together and accept gigs if they're available for different weddings and corporate events, private events like that. So I do work with them um, often. And then, um, gosh, another band that I recently, I want to say as of, was it last year or year before last? Gosh, I'm all turned around now because we've been at working for so long. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would I don't know. It's all a blur. Um, Soulville, and they're out of LA, okay. Orange County. And okay. I've been able to work with them a lot and kind of be in a different market, which has been great and exciting and new and work with different musicians and different singers, which has been awesome. Um, those LA people, man, they keep you on your toes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you gotta know your stuff. Um, and then another band, Encore Entertainment um, with Susan Foster. Um, that's been super, super fun. And Armando, great group. And then I, I kind of hop around and y'all, mm-hmm. gosh, I feel like I'm such a little hoe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, and then we see who else, where else? Um, besides Encore. I did a little bit with Republic of Music with Tiana. Okay. And um, that was really fun. Not so much um, in the last year or so, but, you know, a fairly, fairly good, good chunk full of gigs past mm-hmm. couple of years, I would, say, I would say. And it's a great, that's such a good group. So much energy, so professional, so much fun to work with. Um, can't say enough great things about them. I've been blessed to work with amazing people. Amazing. Yeah. And then the old Mighty Untouchables. All those musicians, you know, great, great group what of guys. What's the name? Uh, Innovation. Innovation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, I've been very blessed to work with amazing, amazing groups. So, you know, like I said, Rockwell was the foundation, but from there, you know, you know how it is. You get introduced to different musicians working on gigs and stuff, and then you get referred and, you know, oh, I got this group we're looking for, you know, and then you can sing or fill in or mm-hmm. if you need a sub or whatever, it's always great. So, yeah. yeah, I think we're really, really lucky in San Diego because we are. are some, it's big, I mean, but not, you know, it's small. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and there's so many great bands out here. Not only that there's there, well, well, a ton of work. There was just no shortage of work. And so we just, I mean, it, it's a beautiful thing that you have that opportunity to work with a number of bands, but um, have this be your full-time yeah. profession, you know? Um, so you said that you were obviously doing this full-time and then mm-hmm. COVID hits and of yeah. course the breaks are yeah. thrown onto that. Um, what was that like for you? I mean, was it like, devastating was it a relief for a little bit or <laughs> what were you thinking um, at the time you know what that's so funny that you say was it a relief I want to say so 2020 for me because I left San Diego for a little while and I came back so um this is my what sixth year back seventh year back um after being gone for um almost three years mm-hmm. and I I literally had to kind of like rebuild Mm. my career. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it took me a good three, four years to kind of like get back. I'm back. I'm back. You know, (laughs) like let people know that Dre is back. This is, you know, call me. I need to work. Um, 
because I was, I had done it for so long with Rockola and then, you know, with other, with innovation before they were writing Untouchables and then other bands as well. And then boom, I left. And um, in 2011, and then when I got back in 2015, when I came back on the scene, 2014, 15, um, it was touch and go. It was pretty tough. And so this year, 2020, was going to be my busiest, I mean, busiest year of, of gigging, like in the history of me being back. Mm-hmm. So I was super excited. Yeah. Yes. I made it. (laughs) I mean, it was, I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be able to finally pay off some things and, you know, maybe get in a house. I don't know. It's all exciting. Um, And then boom, we're not working at all anymore for whoever knows how long. So I was pretty devastated to say the least um, when we got the word of, you know, everything being shut down and um, it really forced me to do something that I don't like to do. And that's sit still mm-hmm. and um, be alone, which is another thing I don't like is to be alone. So I had kids, so I'm just <laughs> but um, yeah, just to be alone in my thoughts and, mm-hmm. you know, to really like focus internal, like focus internally, you know, on me and what, it, what, what really is going on inside. And, mm-hmm. and um, cause I just work, 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 you know, and, everything that I've been through in my life, um, trials and hard times and tragedy, you know, it's like, I haven't really, I didn't really have the chance to really deal with a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff mm-hmm. because I've been always working or I became a mother or, you know, I moved and had another life situation happen personally. And, you know, then I had another kid and then, you know, it's just like all these things. And so, and then recently, Last year, I had another major tragedy happen in my life. And so I hadn't really dealt with the loss. I hadn't really Mm -hmm. dealt with, I hadn't really grieved or anything because I just went right back into working Mm. and coming up on my busiest year yet. I was like, great. I don't have to deal with it for another year. This is awesome. (laughs) You know, it's going to work. And so I was forced to really stop and focus on everything that was going on inside. And that, Danielle. Mm wow, that was tough. That was really, really hard. I have never had to deal, deal with my emotions that way. So there was a lot of, um, I did a lot of, um, praying, a lot of crying, a lot of, um, thinking more, more crying. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I came out of, I went into a little bit of a depression, a little bit of a depressed mode. I gave myself like, I want to say two weeks of just complete, just not even caring. Like for those people who know me know that I, I get up every day, I get dressed every day. I put makeup on every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and for two weeks, which is like two months for me to not do any of those things. (laughs) That's like a big deal. Um, And so even though two weeks doesn't seem like a lot, you know, when you put it on a calendar, but for me to have to not do anything that I know to get out of my normal routine, that was a really long time. And I, I still, even after that couple of weeks of just complete checking out of everything, you know, I still had even more time to kind of like get back to getting out of bed, 
exercising, mm-hmm. you know, like just getting out of the house, you know, just doing anything. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was pretty tough, pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you think that this has changed you? Like, let's say things oh, just magically open back up tomorrow and boom, we're back on this the weekend. scene. We're working again. Um, How does it change your perspective on the way you were working, what the work meant to you or the, you know, the, uh, just the way you approach your career? I think that saying, you never know what you have until you don't have it anymore. Very Mm -hmm. is definitely plays true to our time right now. Um, I have been able to gig a few times. Um, with, with some band members and it's been amazing <laughs> to yeah. be on stage again. I'm sure you can relate, you know, and to just to, just to be with your friends, like they're your family, you yes. know, these are people that you yes. see like four days a week for four or five hours at a time, you know, and to not have that, you miss them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and then not to mention just doing your craft, doing what you love to do. That's also a huge part of it. Um, so, I mean, it's been great if I to, what would be different if I would get on stage again? Well, the times that I have been able to get on stage again, I've definitely cherished (laughs) the moment of me performing and just being with my, my fellow bandmates and, um, and you know what, also, I just haven't been in like such a rush. Like before I was just like, so stressed and, you know, trying to get the kids taken care of the babysitter, blah, 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 blah. And then like packing my gig bag and making sure, you know, just in such a hustle and the the, hustle. Yes. It it is real. Um, but I just, now, um, I find myself being better at planning because Mm -hmm. I've had so much time. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now, you know, I have a system I've got, I've got my backpack, I've got my snacks, I've got, you know, everything kind of like organized. I'm way more organized now. Um, and I'm able to, I'm on time, which my band is probably like, wait, what, why are you here? Like, there's <laughs> like, there's still like, <laughs> yeah, they're like, Rhea, you're like the first person here. I'm like, oh, damn. Hmm. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, built, it's, I'm definitely taking it in a totally different stride these days, mm-hmm. you know, like really taking it in being a lot more thankful and appreciative of, yeah. you know, the opportunities I have to, to perform and to, to share and to just make music. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, um, I was thinking when you said, you know, how much you miss your bandmates and that they're your family. I mean, most people who work in a band situation would probably agree unless you've got weird chemistry, you know, in a band, but if you've been together long enough, it is, it is, it is a family bond and working, um, entertainers, of course, it's entertaining to be in a group of people like that. And I think one of the things that I'm just missing so bad is the laughter and just the jokes, the jokes. (laughs) Yeah. And just this, just this, this, Making fun of the drunk guy on the dance floor. Yeah, all those things. And uh, I, I really, I miss that, you know, because yeah. I, I just can't joke around with my kids the same way. They're not, they're not into it. So, but, yeah, I know. I, I really do feel the same way that you do. I, I think that when, you know, when we have the opportunity to, to go back, it's just gonna, it's gonna be appreciated, you know, yeah. on a whole new level. Um, 
Yeah. I have found myself like doing things now that I never did before because I didn't have the time to do. I mean, I always made time to be healthy and to exercise and because I'm super active. Like I said, I can't sit still. Mm -hmm. But um, now I find myself like I took up running, Danielle. I'm a runner Mm. now, you know, and just I mean, exercising a whole new lifestyle of eating, like just like just totally different. And it's really forced me to like really take care of me. Yeah. And so because when I'm good, then I can be good for my kids and my family. So I think that, you know, the the beauty in all of this is really, really allowed me to take time to really see, okay, Dre, these are the areas where you really need a lot of improvement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's see how we can work on this to be better. Yeah. And um, it's really shed some light on some dark places where I needed to like give a little more attention to. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, I'm not quite, I'm not perfect by any, any means, but I'm definitely doing a lot of house cleaning. <laughs> in yeah. some of those areas. So. Yeah, I, I like that term. I think I kind of took off in the polar opposite direction. That okay. you took. <laughs> I went down the exact opposite road. But you know what, though, I and I don't, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. But honestly, with the level of stress, and just the level of it's not just stress, it's just it's pure shock to your system. You know, yeah. I feel like, um, I don't feel that bad about it because I, I dealt with it the way I needed to, you know, yeah. and there were, like you said, there were so many things that you're faced with. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of it is like returning to your family dynamic and mm-hmm. the way you're a mom right now is totally different than what it was before all oh, this started. For sure. Know? For sure. You had that, you had that opportunity to go out and kind of get reinvigorated by the work that you're doing. You can cut you home to the kids and you're happy and fresh again. Right now, it's just seeing you kind of every day in your purest form, which it it may be a little messy, but part of me just thinks it's, it's okay. You know, maybe we're, maybe we're returning to a, a a family dynamic that we kind of needed to get back to and just didn't I know it. So. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. see my daughter. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> We're not done yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so about the kids, are they yes. musical? Are they going down that path? You know what? So my daughter, definitely more musical, well, showing signs of mm-hmm. more interest in music than my son um, through dance she's interested in the arts that way. So she's um, my little ballerina. Mm -hmm. She loves to dance. Um, Zeb claims, that's my son. He claims he wants to play the guitar. Mm. So (laughs) anybody want to give my son guitar lessons? You know, um, I'll hit you up. But he, yeah. So, I mean, Savannah sings very well. Mm -hmm. She has a beautiful voice, but she, you know, she doesn't, she's, she hasn't really said, you know, mommy, I want to be a singer, showed interest that way. She, she's more into dance and now volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, my son kind of says he wants to learn to play, play the guitar, but m- would much rather, you know, play soccer, do anything boy, active sports, you know, so yeah. not yet. 
I'm trying to put, I don't want to push them, but I yeah. keep, you know, dropping hints like, well, you know, mommy knows a bunch of musicians, so pick an instrument <laughs> yeah. or, you know, I could give you voice lessons or whatever. But they're just like, no, yeah, they're not I into know. it yet. <laughs> they, I think they're minor into it, but they don't, they don't really want me to have anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you don't it's know fine. anything, mom. And I'm just like, wait, what? It, are you serious right now? I don't, my daughter told me, she goes, I, she's like, you just don't know my style. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So yeah, wait till you're, sorry. I feel like it's getting really dark. I'm just uh, waiting. Your daughter tells you, you don't know anything, you know, when she gets into her preteen phase, yeah. I'm going to turn oh, where there's a little better lighting. I have it coming for sure. I know. Oh yeah. Um, the sass is real. Yeah. <laughs> On the topic of kids, Yes. So you have two um, young kids. Were you actively singing uh, when you had the kids? And like, what was the parenthood situation for Sorry, you? I'm trying to get better lighting. <laughs> um, I was actively singing when I was pregnant. So I was on stage two weeks before I delivered and two weeks after. So um I, that's the question, right? You asked, can you hear me? Did I hit something? Where there's a little breakup, but I can hear you. Oh, okay. So yeah, I was, um, you asked if I was singing when I was, before I had the kids or what, what was the question? What parenthood was like for you? Were you, were you actively singing um, when you had kids and during? Like during pregnancy and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so I was performing. I performed two weeks, up to two weeks before I delivered my first child. And I was back on stage two weeks after she was born. Um, and then I took a little bit of time off her first year. Mm -hmm. And then I went, drove, dove right back into it full time when she was about one and a half, two. Mm -hmm. And then um, I then moved to Oklahoma City. Anyways, that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was three, three years old in 2011. And then I came back in 2014. Yes, it's 14. Um, back on the scene. Mm -hmm. And so, and then at that time I had my son mm -hmm. and I was trying to juggle. That was definitely challenging, trying to juggle a baby and a six-year-old you know, as a single mom, mm -hmm. um, and then work as a musician. Cause you know, we all know musician life is, it's a hard life, you know, I mean, it's not hard, but it's definitely, it is a hustle. Mm -hmm. And I recommend a side hustle, maybe two <laughs> in the beginning when you're trying to really get in there. Cause you know, as a mother of two, I can't really do those club gigs, you know, during the week. Yeah. Um, because number one, it's just not the hours, you know, that they have the live music is doesn't work for the schedule of a parent as, as a single parent. And then it's not lucrative, mm -hmm. you know, for me to pay a babysitter and then go out to try to make hundred bucks, if that, you know, on a Thursday night. So I was really trying hard to manage my music career and motherhood and, you know, adulthood mm -hmm. <laughs> at the same time. Um, so it was very challenging. It's very challenging. So if you're going to be a musician, um, I recommend doing it while you are, 
without kids. <laughs> and if you have kids, make sure you have a partner or a really supportive family that can babysit for you <laughs> and help you out because mm -hmm. um, it's a lot to manage. Still yeah. is, even though my kids are older now, but definitely while they're young, it was hard to manage alone. Yeah. How did you make it work? Was it leaning on family or? Definitely leaning on family, leaning on um, supportive friends. I have a huge support system out here in San Diego. I didn't have that as much in, in Oklahoma City. I actually didn't sing at all while I was there, which okay. was devastating. But again, another episode. Mm -hmm. um, you you definitely um, learn how to ask. Yeah. As someone who's extremely independent, I um, I found it hard and challenging at times to ask for help, um, to to put myself out there, to be vulnerable, to to say I can't do it all. You know, even though sometimes I think I can, but we can't, and um, it's okay that you can't. And um, so it was it was really it was tough, but you know I learned a lot. It's a very it was a very humbling time in my life mm -hmm. to have to ask for help. Um, and to take certain gigs that I now am very blessed that I don't have to do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, in the beginning, it was like, I just want to work. So you're just pretty much taking anything you can yeah. and then just trying to figure it out, you know. Um, and I had a very supporting mom and very supportive aunts and friends that were able to to help out that way. So. Yeah. Okay. I made yeah. it happen. I made it happen, Danielle. <laughs> That's that's what you've got to do. I mean, like, like you said, um, the musician life is, it's so different. This it's not a nine to five. So yeah. it's not like your traditional caregivers are available yeah. during the hours. Right. So you're, you're up against, um, a lot of tough things. And I, yeah. um, gosh, my sweet, sweet husband was just yeah. thrown into the fire as a dad <laughs> when I had yeah. the babies. Cause like you, I went back immediately. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like feeding babies on breaks. Yeah, I was pumping. <laughs> I was pumping in the hallway yeah. of a casino one night. And I'm like, there's got to be a better life than this. <laughs> oh, man. What a, oh, God, do you ever look back on that and just think like, what a freaking circus of a time that was. Oh my God. Like, I just can't even believe some of the stuff I would have to do. Or I do remember, and this is probably too much information. I don't know what, what rating we're trying to have on the Facebook live, but I'll keep it PG. <laughs> but I do remember being on stage and it was right after I had my son. Uh -huh. Not right after I, but I, you know, I, sorry, I'm a nursing, I was a nursing mother. And so um, for those of you who don't know much about nursing, you know, we are the, the food source for the baby. Yeah. You are. And I remember, you know, like being, you know, we're in a dance band and I'm doing my thing. I'm on stage and all of a sudden I'm like, ah. <laughs> you just feel like, ah, I got a nurse. I gotta, I gotta go. You know, I, Frank I, Lake. <laughs> I go, oh, so, and I was in the middle of a song. And so thank God I had on black. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I had to excuse myself like before the end of the set and go to the bathroom. And I just remember I'm like, okay, Dre, you are doing too much. Like there either you need to wean him mm -hmm. <laughs> or you need to like, we need to really figure this out because that can't happen again. 
Um, so yeah, you, it, there's, there's a, I have so many stories like that one where I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. I gotta get through this. Let me just get through this, you know, carrying my breast pump with freezer bags and like, you know, ice packs and a cooler to gigs, you know, n- not to mention my other suitcase of my clothes and my boots and my whatever, you know, so it's just it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. It is a lot. I think <laughs> motherhood, those times, especially, yeah. you know, when, when they're so little like that, it really, really shows you what you are made of and oh, for what sure. you are capable of pulling off. And, and I, I too also had, you know, a ton of support. And so I have to credit, you know, everybody that was on the of team, course, me too. but it's yeah. still a lot, you know, and I think maybe we need to like channel that strength that we had back then and apply it right now with the homeschooling and just keep reminding ourselves, like, look, uh, I, I made it through that period of time and it, it almost does it. It's, it's the situation now it is such a, um, an emotional and energetic draw on you mm-hmm. that by like, you know, two o'clock, I'm like wasted. I mean, I'm no good. For the you are tapped day. out. I mean, yeah. just now I was like, okay, I got, so I, I need to go to the grocery store. I need to do this. We need to go and get ballet, new ballet shoes. Like just you, the, the, it never ends. Like it does not stop. And, mm-hmm. you know, I got back home from running errands at one, I would say three thirty four, yeah. And I knew I was going to be talking to you this evening. So I was going to try and squeeze in maybe one or two more errands, hit up the grocery store and the ballet store in an hour and a half. And when I stopped, cause my son, because he was with me today, running errands, we were behind in schoolwork today. Cause I thought, Oh, I'll just take his math lesson in the car. He'll do it in the car. No. <laughs> Um, we get back home and nothing is done. Ah! So I had to stop, finish teaching him for the day Mm -hmm. so I could be on time for the call with you. So needless to say, those two errands will have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta let a few things slide and be. Yes. And that is something I'm learning. Let it just, it's okay, Drea. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get done today, you did your best. Yeah. You know what? There's tomorrow. Let's just yeah. put it on tomorrow's list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can see you are doing your best. And I just, I Aww. admire you so much. You're a great talent. And thank um, you. it's been awesome, you know, to know you all these years and to see all of the things that um, you've accomplished and just knowing the, um, you know, things that you've had to deal with and, and, you know, and having children and everything, you're so strong. And I just, I admire you you so, so much. And I really appreciate that you took the time to do this and just know that there's another mom out there rooting for you every day. And if you, um, we may have to like crack a white claw together one of these times Girl, lunch. You could say the time and the place. I will bring the 18 pack. I think it's 18 yes. pack. Oh, see how yeah. I know that? That'll work. Yeah, bring the 18 variety pack over. Also too, there's these things at Costco. I'm probably sounding like the biggest alcoholic on your show right now, but there's these popsicles at Costco. What? You know, they're like these vodka cocktail popsicles. Amazing. Oh my God. Anyways, I'll, maybe I'll bring those You're over. changing my life right now. <laughs> I'm not even going to be a drinker, but I saw these popsicles. They're like otter pops for adults. I'm like, wait, what? This is amazing. So mommy pops. 
Yeah, mommy pops. <laughs> mommy pops for sure, and daddy pops if we're nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I, um, where can, um, everybody go to check out your, um, musicianship? Is there a social that you're really active on? See, that was my goal this year, Danielle, 2020 to be better at posting and letting people know what I'm doing. But since I haven't done anything this year, I haven't posted anything. (laughs) Um, so usually I do post things on Facebook and um instagram Mm -hmm. but since the schedule has been non-existent this year so far i haven't posted anything but we do have kickspan does have a video out on youtube that we did a month and a half ago and i can't even believe i was not even expecting it to get as many views as it's gotten i think we're almost at sixty thousand, and it's only been two months so yeah i am super proud of that the band degree. It was super fun to shoot the video. I did it at my, um, my kid's dad's house downtown and it was so fun and the kids are in it and my dog is in it. It's just so fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great. You can check it's that out really on YouTube, great. huh? It's great. I said, oh, thanks. yeah, yeah. It yeah. was really fun to do a little COVID COVID video. Everybody's shooting it in their house, but, um, yeah, I, when I do post and when I do get gigs, I usually try to post it on Facebook and on Instagram and just go under Drea Jernay. Mm-hmm. And that's my handle for Instagram as well.